0: God, last week, we started to talk about, I've got the power. And I just want to read that passage of scripture to you again, Matthew chapter 4, because I know some people weren't here last week. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone." Jesus said to him, "'It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God.' Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory, and he said to him, "'All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me.' Then Jesus said to him, "'Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only.'" you shall serve. Amen. Verse 11, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Last week, we talked about this. We talked about how Jesus was in the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights. He was hungry. The devil comes at the end of the 40 days to tempt him. And he comes three times. And three times we said that Jesus answered him with scripture. Three times Jesus answered him with scripture. But on the third occasion, before he came with the scripture, he said, away with you, Satan. So he answered him the first time, he answered him the second time, and he answered him the third time, but the third time he said, away with you, Satan. And we talked last week, if you haven't heard the message, you need to hear it, praise God. God, the, the third time he said, away with you, Satan. And we talked last week about the power that Jesus had and that Jesus showed his power here. Away with you, Satan. It was like, enough is enough, Satan. You've had your fun, I'm putting a stop to this now, it's over, it's done, we're putting a full stop here, this is the end, okay? Jesus wasn't entertaining the enemy anymore, basically. And you know what we said in the Message Bible, it says that Jesus' answer was curt, beat it, Satan, beat it, Satan. His answer was curt, and we said the word curt means brief, to the point, marked by rudeness. So therefore, Jesus' answer was curt, his, his answer was brief, it was to the point, and it was marked by rudeness. Jesus didn't say it politely, he didn't smile, he didn't say, Mr. Satan, he said, beat it, Satan. He did not mess around, okay? So we talked about this last week, and we talked about how if Jesus has the power to do that, then we as believers in Jesus Christ also have the power to do that. We have the power and authority to Jesus, true Jesus, amen. And we talked about that. Jesus stopped entertaining the enemy. We saw definite scriptures. We went home out of here rubbing our bellies last week because we were so full with the amount of scriptures. It's amazing when you start to study something out, the scriptures after scriptures after scriptures that keep coming, the fact that believers have power and authority. And you know, the sad thing is some of us don't know that we have that power and authority. And then some of us have a twinge of it maybe, but we don't bother using it. Amen. And that is so sad. And for Enda and I, as pastors, that is so frustrating to watch Christians. around defeated, living low lives, mediocre, beat up lives, when that's not what it's supposed to be. Amen. We said last week, the Bible says we should walk in victory. We should have joy. We should have peace. We should have good health. We should be walking well. We should have a good relationship with God. We should have a good relationship with people. But yet we say we live by the word and that's what it says in the word. But yet a lot of Christians don't do it. Amen. You know. There is nothing that we can face in this life that Jesus hasn't already overcome, amen? Amen. So when the enemy comes against us, we need to be quick to tell him where to go. Beat it, Satan. Beat it, Satan. Too many Christians allow the trials and tribulations, and we said that last week. Unfortunately, we will have trials and tribulations. The Bible tells us so. We will have trials and tribulations, but Jesus said, it's okay. In the next breath, the very next breath, he said, it's okay. I have overcome the world. So it doesn't matter what, what you've done, or it doesn't matter what you're facing Jesus has overcome it, amen? He's bigger than it, amen, praise God. Okay, the Bible tells us that we're the head and not the tail, we're above and not beneath. So why do we allow ourselves to be under? Why do we allow ourselves to be under anything? We don't need to be. We have the power to rise above it. We have the power to rise above it. And last week, like I said, we had so many scriptures, and this week there's so many more. You know when you go to a restaurant you get starters and then you get the main course? Well, last week we had a main course, and today we're having another main course, amen? We're greedy. We're greedy in life church. amen? If you are a believer in Christ, then you have power and you have authority. Jesus wants us to live supernaturally, not just naturally. He wants us to walk in victory at all times. That is why he's so good. He wants us to walk in victory, and then he equips us to do it. He gives us the power and the authority to walk in that victory, okay? We have the power. Jesus has the power, and through Jesus, we have the power. Last week, we discovered that firstly, we need to have a strong spirit. We need to stop allowing what's going on around us to get inside of us. The strong spirit of a man sustains him, the Bible says. We need to stop, you know, we can have circumstances going on around us, but if it gets in us, that's when we're beat. I had it last Monday. The devil obviously doesn't want me teaching this message because I had a few things going on this week. Praise the Lord, I don't care. Praise the Lord. I was coming to work last Monday. I, had it, you know, I just got up Monday morning. It was just one of those go-slow mornings. Emma said to me, Mom, you're on a very go-slow this morning. I was just like, I, I just, everything I touched, you know, everything you touch, you know, you either drop it or you break it or I broke my deodorant. That's a big thing for women. You know, it's like all this stuff was going on. I was just, ugh you know? But anyway, I was driving to work, and my car breaks down. I'm like, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love my little car. And, you know, my knight in shining armor, he came to my rescue. I ran to my car. So he comes, right? And anyway, of course, been the man that he is. He gets under the bonnet and he does his little bit. So, what happens was he drives tennis court in my car and I drive behind him in his car. And I'm driving along in his car and I'm looking at my little car and I'm thinking my little car. This is not fair. Why is this happening? Monday morning. What sort of a day is this going to be? What sort of weeks? And then, straight away, I thought, wait a minute, Angela. What were you just teaching yesterday? So, straight away, in the car, just coming, I can actually see the spot from here where I was. I said, beat it, Satan. I said it out loud. I said, beat it. do you know my car was fixed by 2.30, with very little cost? And I came out to my car after work, because I work in the best garage in the country, I came out with the best mechanics in the country, I came out after work, and my car was all clean, and it had been buffed up, and they had done something, what had they done with the tires? They were all lovely and black and shining, and then I got in, that wasn't at all, I got into the car, and the smell. They had hoovered it and polished it, I drove out of the garage with a brand new car. Amen. I said, beat it, Satan. In your face, Satan. (laughs) Praise God. You're not shutting me up. It's not enough to know. We need to have a strong spirit inside us. Amen. Strong spirit. We need to know. We said last week, too, I grew up knowing about God but that's not enough. We need to know God. We need to know the power of God, and then we need to know the power that God can have through us, Amen? We need to know the power of God. We need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know who we are. We need to know who God is. We need to know who we are, and we need to know it. And we need to believe it, we need to believe it. It's not enough just to know it, we have to believe it. Everything God has given us is released, through us believing it. We can say a lot of things, but if we don't believe it, it has no weight, it carries no weight. Everything God has given us is released through us believing it. So we can tell the enemy, beat it. And we need to, we need to go in the power and authority that God has given us. God has put everything underneath the authority of Jesus. We saw that scripture last week. So therefore, if you're a believer in Jesus, then everything is under your authority. If it's under Jesus' authority, and you're a believer in Jesus, then it's under your authority, okay? If you're at a place in life right now that's difficult, and some of us are, let me tell you, you can do it. You can get through it. You have the authority. You can get up in the morning. You can wash your face. (laughs) You can put a smile on your face. You can clean your house. You can kick that habit. You can raise those kids. You can work on your marriage. You can do better at your job. And to top it all off, the icing on the cake is, you can do it all with a good attitude. Because you've got the power. You've got the authority. Okay? But Angela, it's too hard. I just wish the enemy would leave me alone. Doesn't everyone? Doesn't everyone? But newsflash, he's not going to leave you alone. I'm sorry. As we said last week, he wants to take everything good that God wants to give you. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. But you know what? He will take it if you allow him to take it. That's the unfortunate thing. He will take it if you allow him to take it. But another newsflash, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The devil can come against you one way, but if you use the power and authority that you have he will flee in several different directions. I wish I had the power. Luke 10, 19. Listen to this. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all, everybody say all, all my authority to trample over his kingdom, the enemy's kingdom. You will trample upon every, say every, you will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every, say every, Every power Satan possesses. Wow. Absolutely nothing, I have it underlined here, absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Jesus says, I have. I have imparted, not I might impart it or I'll think about imparting it or if you're a good girl or a good boy, I'll impart it. He says, I have imparted it. I have imparted it. He says, I have given you all, not just a portion, not just a little side salad, all of his authority, all of my authority I have given you. You will, the Bible says, you will, not you might, You will trample upon every demon. There's not a demon out there that you can't trample upon. Every demon, and you will, not you might, you will overcome every power Mm -hmm. Satan possesses. Wow. We could just close up and go home, amen? That's it all there, (laughs) praise God. Every power, absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. Nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, you have to walk in it. Yeah. You have to walk in it. Yeah. Too often, Christians don't do it. Yeah. Maybe, like I said earlier, they don't know they can, don't, can't do it. But a light church is no excuse now because you know. Amen. Yes. Amen? And instead of Christians trampling every demon and overcoming every power, as it says in that verse, that we should do and that we can do, Instead, the enemy is trampling all over Christians, and he's overcoming them. It's all twisted. Mm -hmm. It's twisted, amen? It's twisted. Because the enemy, it's so twisted, it's so ugly, it's so twisted. Because the enemy knows exactly what power and authority we have. And he's so clever. He knows, he knows that we don't know. He knows, and he knows that we don't know. It must make the defeat of Christians all the more pleasurable to the Satan. He must rub his hands together and think, I got him easy, I got him easy. Don't let him get you, do not let him get you. It frustrates me so much. As believers in Christ, we have the power and we have the authority, but we need to walk in it. You have more power than the enemy does. You have more power. It's so frustrating, it's hard to watch. As the enemy steals Christians' dreams all the time. He steals their dreams. He kills everything good that God has given them. And then he destroys their lives. Don't allow him, amen? You know, I've heard this. Some of you may have heard. Like Martin Luther is apparently, story goes that he woke up one night and the devil was sitting at the end of his bed. And he just said, it's only you. And he rolled over and went back to sleep. Wouldn't it be nice to you, dad, I don't know. Praise God, just imagine being in that place. You know, I hate wasps. I'm sorry, if you like wasps, I'm so sorry, I hate them. I hate them with a passion. I never liked them as a child, right? But then I had my own babies, and Rebecca, unfortunately, when she was a child, was a wasp magnet. Whatever it was about her, they loved her. I don't know how many times she got stung. I'd come home from work, she'd have been out in her nanny's garden, You've got stung. She actually got stung so often that she just to flick it off. Honestly, she got... I remember when our Old on stores was open, we, the four of us were walking through up to the car park, and some of you might know, remember it, and I had her by the hand, and it was really, really busy, and it was all wasps in the window. It was a really hot, sunny day, and it was wasps in the window, and, you know, we didn't pay much attention, and she was coming behind me, you know, but it was so busy that I kind of had to go this way, grabbing her hand, and all of a sudden, she started to get slow, and I was like, you know, and it was hot, and there was loads of people around, and I was like, Rebecca! And when I looked behind, the tears were streaming down her face. I was like, oh, what's wrong? And she had got stung twice. Twice she had got stung in the space of a minute. So we had to turn around and go back up to the chemist. But you know what? I hated wasps after that. I hate them with a vengeance. And sometimes I think it made me laugh during the week as I thought about it. I think Christians react to wasps more than we react to the enemy. Yeah, right. I think we react faster to wasps than we react to the enemy. A wasp comes around, you like, woo, 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 woo. you know, it's like, get a piece of paper, quick, 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 quick. You won't let a wasp blight. You won't let a wasp around you. But yet you let the enemy steal from you all the time. You let him crush your dreams, destroy your lives, mess with your kids, mess with your marriage, and you do nothing about it. Praise God. Colossians 2.15, in the Amplified Version, when he had, when he, that's Jesus, had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them. He exhibited them as captives in his triumphal possession, having triumphed over them through the cross. Whoa. The cross to the world looked like a defeat. It looked like a defeat. But it was actually the greatest victory that the world has ever known. Praise God. It's the greatest victory that the world has ever known. Why? Because Jesus carried all of our failures, all of our sin, all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of our misery. Yeah. And he nailed it on the cross. Yeah. He put it to death. Mm-hmm. Amen. Evil no longer has any power or authority over us except what we give yes. it. Except what we give it. You know, God gave Adam and Eve authority and they give it away. Right. You can give your authority away. How sad is that? How sad is it to have it and give it away? Yeah. You can give your authority away. We need to stop entertaining the enemy. Jesus didn't entertain him. We shouldn't entertain him. It's hard when you watch Christians week after week go to church, go to church, go home, go to church, go home. And we should go to church. The Bible tells us, for good reason, do not forsake the gathering together. So we should go to church every week. But it's so sad to go to church every week and then go home and nothing's different. Nothing's changed. We sit in church week after week, but we don't apply what we've learned. We go to church, you know, we wear the cross, praise the Lord, hallelujah, everything is rosy, and then we go home and we can't even get along with people. That's tragic. That's tragic. Go around hurt and offended. Christians shouldn't go around hurt and offended. Insecure. Christians should not be insecure, amen? Afraid of everything. We shouldn't be afraid. As Christians, we have nothing to be afraid of. Well, life is just too hard. Well, you know what? If you think that your life is just too hard right now, then you do not know what was done on the cross for you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but you don't. You may believe that Jesus died on the cross, yes, but do you realize what he actually did? What he actually bought? What kind of person you are now? You don't know, obviously, who you are in him if your life is in misery right now. Because if you did, you would stop all that stuff. Sorry, I'm going to get a bit tough. Yeah. If you knew who you were in Christ, if you knew what Jesus did, there'd be no more whining, no more moaning, no more groaning, no more complaining, no more self pity, no more pathetic attitude. How can you feel sorry for yourself when you're not going to hell? Yeah, if you're a believer in Christ, you are guaranteed a seat in heaven when you pass on. Yeah. So, how can you grumble and complain? There are people outside of this car park right now that are headed for hell right now because they don't know what we know. Yeah, it's true. And yet we go around moaning, complaining. Yeah. I am sorry, this is a little bit harsh, but... Colossians 1.13 says, He has rescued us and has drawn us to himself. This I love, I love this. For he has rescued us, has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. He has rescued us. Yes, he, has. he has rescued us. Yeah. You are rescued. Yes, are. If you were a believer in Christ, then you are rescued. Yeah. And you are taken out of that dominion of darkness. Darkness no longer has any reign over you yeah. at all. No. Unless you allow it. And he has transferred you to the kingdom of his beloved son. Isn't that lovely? Do you not get a warm feeling when you, when you hear that? He has transferred you to the kingdom of his beloved son. We don't have to squirm and wriggle over here in darkness anymore. We, can live. we don't even have to live. We can bask in God's kingdom. We can bask over here in the kingdom of his beloved son. That's where I want to live. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to live. Yeah. Jesus has the keys of hell and death, and he has given them to us. Keys represent authority. If you're given the keys of your place of work, then they consider you important. You know, you have a bit of authority. <laughs> Matthew 16, 13. Now, when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they answered, some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or just one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the son of the living God. Mm. Then Jesus answered him, blessed, that's happy, spiritually secure, favored by God, are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Who do people say I am? Mm. Do you know who Jesus is? Sometimes we think, why are you asking me to Angela? I'm here, I believe in Jesus. But do you know? Do you really know who do people say I am? Peter had a revelation. He had a revelation of who Jesus was. I would love it if you went home today knowing who Jesus was, exactly what he did, and who you are in him. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you? For you. He took your sin. He put it to death. He paid for it. Then on the third day, he rose again to give you power to live your life victoriously. We sang it earlier, that first song we sang, when the stone was moved, sin was defeated, death was defeated. Do you believe it this morning? Do you really believe it? You can give me all the words you like, yeah, 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 yeah. But do you believe it? Mm -hmm. I do. Thank God I can get up in the morning and look at the mess, because the world is in a mess. But praise God, we know that God is here watching out for us. He gives his angels charge over us. He has a plan for us. He gives us hope. He gives us joy. He gives us peace. He gives us power. I've got the power. Scripture after scripture just reassures us of that. It reassures us that we have the power through Jesus. Jesus. Verse 18 goes on to say, and I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it, will not overpower it. On this rock, the rock of faith, you are the church guys, you are the church. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against you, amen. And verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, that's forbid or declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, will already have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will already have been loosed in heaven. Mm -hmm. He has given us the keys. We have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Don't you just love that? Jesus gave us the keys. He trusted us that much that he gave us the keys. Praise God. You know, we got a gift of those keys on the wall down there, you know, I bet you pass them by and you don't even see them. And I remember when we got them first, I didn't really understand the significance, but now I do. Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom and the keys to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Now you can bind and loose all day, but if you don't believe it, then you're at nothing. You have to realize. You have to realize the power and authority that you have. You have to realize the power and authority that whatever... You bind on earth will be bind. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have to believe it. Because you know what? If you don't believe it, you can bind and loose all day. And you won't even convince yourself. You have the authority to bind and to loose. Amen.